Rodney Jane here. At Bob Jane Team Arts, our sizzling summer deals start early with a free Weber barbecue when you buy four selected Bridgestone jeweler or a Lenser tyres. Buy three and get the fourth tyre free on Bridgestone, Goodyear, Yokohama and Dunlop. And up to $100 instant cashback on top tyre brands like Michelin, Goodyear, Zenon and Motorsport X. All with our best tyre price guarantee. We'll look after you. T's and C's apply. This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, going greener, new eco-friendlier fuel for Gen 3. Bathurst or bust, TCR title on the line, on the mountain. Supercars calendar almost finalised. Viva Las Vegas. Fans go mad for Sin City F1 race. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. While Supercars is in no hurry to add electric assistance, Gen 3 is set to adopt greener fuel next year. There is a plan to run the new Chevrolet Camaros and Ford Mustangs on an even more sustainable eco-blend, replacing the existing E85 mix. Parked Up Plus can reveal exclusively that Supercars is testing a locally produced high-octane fuel that combines ethanol, petrol and a new synthetic additive. Supercars insiders have confirmed the proposed fuel mix has been trialled on the Gen 3 Ford and GM V8s in endurance dyno tests in the USA. We're told the new greener fuel is 75% ethanol, 15% premium petrol, and 10% synthetic. Now, supercars switched to E85, which uses ethanol produced from sugarcane, in 2009, when flex fuel was all the rage in the automotive world. It didn't take off here, but sticking with E85 gave supercars semi-green credentials to offset high V8 fuel consumption. The new environmentally friendly Gen 3 mix of bio, fossil and synthetic fuels, which still adds up to 85% renewable and 15% oil-based, will offset supercars' reluctance to move to hybrid fuel electric powertrains. Gen 3 is future-proofed for battery electric engine assistance, but there's no firm plan to go to hybrid power. Subject to the results of the tests in America and further local trials, the new supercar's fuel will be used from next season. It's still likely to be branded BP, which we understand is in the throes of renewing its deals as supercar's official fuel supplier. In other supercars news, finalisation of the 2023 calendar drags on. The sticking points are still the renewal of the Perth event, close but not signed, and the New Zealand round, which remains doubtful for next year. Another wrinkle in the 12-event schedule is the return of the Sandown 500. It's now set to be either earlier or later in August than the mid-month plan due to some scheduling issues with Sandown. 
Supercars let the traditional mid-September slot for the 500 go because it was saving it for the New Zealand round. Negotiations for government support of the move from Pukekohe to Hampton Downs are dragging on and a deal is now looking doubtful for next year. It's likely a provisional calendar will list a mid-September date as to be confirmed, with the bend on standby to fill the pre-Bathurst 1000 slot. The final Gen 3 aerodynamic parity testing is underway at Toowoomba's Wellcamp Airport runway. The straight-line trials measuring downforce and drag will continue through Friday, with 5am daily starts to try to ensure low wind conditions. The final Gen 3 VCAT, that's Vehicle Control Aerodynamic Testing, will involve a roster of drivers in the New Lock Mustang and existing Camaro prototypes. Once the results are analysed and the aero figures balanced, a test schedule for the teams with their own cars will be decided. And all going well, the first track trials of team-built cars will take place at Queensland Raceway and Winton Motor Raceway starting next month after the season-ending Adelaide 500. A frantic build schedule will test most teams as they prepare for Gen 3's racing debut at the restored Newcastle 500 in March. As forecast here last week, Boost Mobile boss Peter Adderton's bid for a full-time entry in the Supercars Championship isn't happening, at least not in 2023. Adderton has conceded defeat, confirming, as we predicted, that the dormant team racing charter won't be available for sale for next year. And when it does go on the market, it'll be offered to existing teams that have expressed interest in expanding, led by one-car entrant Cool Drive Racing. We understand that Boost Mobile is in talks with supercars to renew title backing of the Gold Coast 500, despite Adderton's previous threat to pull out. Not surprising, given the promotional success of this month's return to the streets of Cephas Paradise. Scott McLaughlin won't be hiding in the broadcast compound at the Adelaide 500. McLaughlin is joining the commentary team as a guest pundit. But we're also hearing he'll interact with the fans, taking part in autograph signing sessions during the weekend. Scotty is back here on holiday following his breakout sophomore season in IndyCar. And Supercars is looking forward to an influx of international entries for next year's Bathurst 12 hour, returning to its traditional February dates. Also reopened to GT3 Pro drivers, the season starting Mount Panorama Marathon is looking forward to the return of big name overseas teams. The word from the 12 hour organisers is that international entries are rolling in despite increased freight costs. More after this short break. The Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast, it's all in the name. It's all motorsport. Focused on those who make significant contributions to the sport we love. Correct. Some people might only see a dozen motor racing events each year, but the truth is that our sport never stops. Almost every weekend there's a car race going on somewhere. And Gaz, you're at most of them. Ah, yes, and if I'm not there, you certainly are. And you'll hear from us on the Napa Auto Parts Grassroots Racing Podcast every fortnight. 
You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. After two COVID cancellations, the Super Cheap Auto Bathurst International is finally happening this weekend. Headlined by the title-deciding final round of the TCR Australia Series, the event features a packed program that also includes GTs, Trans Ams, Touring Car Masters, production cars and S5000 demos. Going into the final three TCR races at Mount Panorama, Tony Delberto is the points leader. But Delberto will need all the consistency he's shown this season to keep his main challenges at bay. Jordan Cox is just 46 points behind, with 2019 champion Will Brown a further 21 back and still very much in contention. Does Delberto think he'll hang on to clinch the crown? I hope so. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. There's, uh, it's gonna, definitely going to be a big weekend. There's a lot of variables. Uh, we've got a nice little lead, but uh, we certainly can't relax just yet. Well, you lost a little bit of that lead, even though it's good still, but you lost a little <laughs> of that lead after Sandown. So has that put any more pressure on you? Um, it's less than ideal. But, you know, like I said, we've still got a reasonable lead. You obviously want every point you can get. And the biggest thing with that penalty that we received, I just, I didn't think that it deserved so much of a penalty, but that's, uh, that's what we got. And that's what we sort of had to accept. And um, I was keen to move on as quickly as possible and just start thinking about uh, Bathurst rather than worrying about what happened at Sandown. So, I've got a pretty clean record over the last three years. I don't think I've been to the stewards once for TCR and um, then to cop, you know, uh, 10 seconds, I thought was, was a little bit harsh, but um, anyway, we press on and um, work with what we've got for Bathurst. Delberto expects Cox and Brown, among others, to make it a tense title fight. Based on our form last time, the Peugeot was the car to beat. Uh, but we have made improvements since since then. So, and some of those improvements we saw at Queensland Raceway when we had a really strong weekend. Sandown was hard to tell, obviously with the weather, we're unsure how how competitive uh, we were in a dry sense, I guess. So I think we'll be better than what we were. Um, but I, you know, I, to say we're going to go out there and win, I'm not confident of that. But we 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 were in the top half a dozen. Um, so the car handles really well. It's just the straight line handling isn't probably as nice as what we'd like um, compared to some of the others. So that's probably the downfall of, of the Honda. But handling-wise, it's it's as strong as anything else, especially across the top of the mountain. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what we've got. Probably a bit of weather to play out as well. So, yeah, we've we just got to be smart about it, I guess. I mean, I think mathematically, there's a few other guys very close as well. Uh, but obviously, Jordan is the closest um, and he's been very quick all year, but you know, that's been our strength this year to be consistent in the top half a dozen all year when things aren't going amazing. So that's all we've got to do. So I think um, it's not something new for us um, to be consistent and, and running near the front all like we have done all year. So we've, we've got to bring our A game. There's, there's no doubt about it. We can't relax. They're long races. Anything can really happen. So uh, but we, we are in a great spot. There's no no doubting that. And we've put ourselves there. And I, I really can't wait to to get there over the weekend and get the job done. And hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, enjoy the success that we've had this year because it has been a, a very good year for us. 
Australian Racing Group is planning to make the Bathurst International a truly international event next year, with plenty of overseas teams and drivers in multiple categories. For a start, it's likely to feature a round of the new TCR World Tour. In fact, we're hearing there could be another World Tour qualifier here in addition to Bathurst. We'll likely learn more about how Australia fits into the new global series when TCR worldwide boss Marcello Lotti visits Mount Panorama this weekend. And although there won't be any S5000 racing at the Bathurst International, the big bang of V8 open wheelers are set to put on a speed show. Up to three S5000s will take part in a trio of unrestricted demonstration runs over the weekend. Jimmy Golding, Cooper Webster and possibly Tasman Series leader Nathan Hearn will be let loose to try for a new official track record, aiming for a lap in the 1 minute 55s. The super cheap Auto Bathurst International will be shown live and ad break free on Stan Sport. A huge crowd turned out for the public launch of the Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix over the weekend. Sin City will host the USA's third F1 race next November, charging sky-high prices for tickets. Among the throng at the launch was noted Australian race commentator and publicist Paul Marinelli, who told Parked Up Plus about the F1 fever in Vegas. Mark, it's totally out of control, man. It's just, this has been an incredible week with SEMA and Apex, the two big auto trade shows, but then, of course, this launch tonight for the 2023 Las Vegas Grand Prix, I would estimate, and not exaggerating, a couple of hundred thousand people have come here today. I turned up at the morning, because the launch activity started from 11 o'clock this morning and continued through to 11 o'clock tonight for the public uh, here. So still a few hours to go of the celebrations. You can hear one of the Mercedes uh, Formula One engines running in the background at the, in the foyer here of Caesars Palace. They've just given that another run. Um, but... Uh, yeah, from 11 o'clock, the, the lineup started to come here at 8 a.m. When I turned up, it was about 7.50, and there were people camping and sleeping at the gate. i never seen anything like it in America. It was unbelievable. And then when the line got, got well and truly done, it, went, it snaked across the boulevard you know, a few blocks away. It was just nuts, just to get into the launch event. Well, it seems that all of a sudden, Formula One is the hottest ticket in town in the United States of America. I guess that's the drive to survive effect. But still, this sounds like it's going to be, this Las Vegas Grand Prix is going to be such a stark contrast to the one 40 years ago, which was run around literally the car park of Caesars Palace. Yeah, I thought it's quite iconic that the, uh, ironic, sorry, that the launch was held here, given that the Grand Prix was so disastrously held in the car park of this of this uh, premises, Caesars Palace, which is now all part of the casino. That's all been built over years ago. Uh, so now the actual boulevard will be part of the track. And uh, look, yes, it, it is it is beyond flavour of the month. People here are obsessed with Formula One now. Um, the amount of merchandise that got sold today was just incredible. People were screaming like they'd seen a, a crazy rock, a, a, a current huge rock star. That's the kind of reception the drivers got. And they've had security and police escorts and, and stuff because people are just going nuts here. And, uh, you know, so it's way beyond just oh, the flavour of the month liking. People have just decided that they, they really love it. And, yes, of course, 
drive to survive if they're here in America it's got a lot to do with that there's no doubt at all but I think also because we're at a point in Formula One where we've got some young drivers doing very very well and and it's just the perfect timing for the American market they just they can't get enough of it the Las Vegas Grand Prix will be run on a downtown street track unlike the car park circuit when Formula One last visited 40 years ago and according to Paul Marinelli the track will highlight the glitz and glamour of the city. Look, I think it's going to be a beauty. It reminds me very, very much of the original Adelaide layout. It's not exactly the same, but it kind of reminds me of that. And uh, I think the fact that the actual uh, Las Vegas Boulevard is, is a significant part of it is going to make it, make it one of the most spectacular things you've ever seen. They did the drives tonight. It was about, uh, about an hour ago now where... Um, it was uh, George, uh, George um, Russell, uh, Lewis Hamilton and Sergio Perez that went out onto the boulevard with their cars doing burnouts and um, accelerating all the way down the, the boulevard. And it was just incredible. Like, the reaction from the crowd was like, I don't think they've ever seen or heard anything like it, to be quite honest, uh, the people that were here tonight, because they were just screaming and, uh, and applauding. And it was just amazing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if that gives you a slight taste of what it will be like... Um, come Grand Prix time, which I think these guys don't have any idea of what's about to hit them because that was nothing and that sent them into raptures, just those display laps. More after this important message. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuel to national and state-level motorsport. And its range of racing fuels includes the BP Supercars E85, which is available to grassroots races. For power and protection over pump fuel, Race Fuels imports the Elf Race 102, as used by Porsche Carrera Cup and the Touring Car Masters. More info on Race Fuels E85 and Elf Race 102 is available at racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. And we're on the run to the chequered flag. MotoGP and NASCAR Cup title deciders headlined the weekend's racing. With his roundup, Here's Grant Rowley, thanks to our partner, Bob Jane Timo. Two major international championships were wrapped up over the weekend with MotoGP and NASCAR completing their seasons. In MotoGP, Francesco Bagnaia won the 2020 World Championship in unconvincing fashion, finishing a distant ninth in the season-ending race at Valencia in Spain. Bagnaia made contact with his title rival Fabio Quartararo on the second lap, but soldiered on to claim his maiden MotoGP crown. The race was won by Suzuki rider Alex Rins, who led every lap of the race in a fitting way to send Suzuki out of the sport. Red Bull KTM's Brad Binder finished second, while Jorge Martin completed the podium on his Ducati. Australian rider Jack Miller crashed out in his last race for Ducati, while Remy Gardner was in the points in 13th. In the NASCAR Cup Series finale, Joey Logano sealed his second cup crown at Phoenix in a dominant display. Logano led more than half of the race's 312 laps, claiming the title over Ross Chastain, who finished third. Chastain stormed from 25th on the grid to ultimately finish third in the race, creating headlines along the way when he collided with fellow playoff contender Chase Elliott. Elliott would finish down in 28th, while the last of the contenders, Christopher Bell, came home in 10th position. Also in the US, two Aussies contested the final round of the American Trans Am Series at the Circuit of Americas in Austin, Texas. 
third generation racer Matthew Brabham finished second in the 60 minute race, while dual Australian Trans Am champion Nathan Hearn finished fourth after starting 12th in a huge 50 car field. Locally, a big field of historic cars converged on Sandown for the annual Sandown Historics event. The meeting included the final round of the Precision National Sports Sedan Series. Mason Kelly, son of Bathurst 1000 winner Todd, made his V8 debut, driving one of his father's old Nissan Altimas. But the headlines belong to Jordan Caruso, who took a clean sweep of wins at Sandown to secure the sports sedan crown. Next weekend, the Bathurst International headlines local racing, while Formula One returns to Brazil for the penultimate round of the World Championship. My name is Graham Rowley, reporting for Parked Up Plus with thanks to Bob Jane T-Marts. Thanks, Graham. Finally, a new in-car camera angle is coming to supercars. We're hearing a helmet cam could be added to the broadcast as soon as next month's Adelaide 500. Already used in Formula One and IndyCar coverage, helmet cam provides a true driver's eye view from the cockpit. Supercar's broadcast unit is considering a trial at the Adelaide street circuit before more widespread use on next year's telecasts. Well, that's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley on Thursday for a comprehensive preview of the Bathurst International. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production.